This week's edition of This Is A Podcast is brought to you by my soothing voice. Ooh. It's charming. It's elegant. It has its own top hat. And it's also too sexy for its shirt. It's it's chocolatey is what it is. And not because you're brown. I, I was about to say. It's it's smooth and sweet. I, I, it's, I'll, I'll listen. All right. If you're worried about the whole brown thing, it's it's white chocolatey. Is that better? <laughs> I thought you were fishing for some brownie points. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm cool with the homies, right, Jonathan? Am I right? Yeah, you got your card. Say the word, Thomas. <laughs> Say what word? What are you talking about? What you, uh, uh, on with the show. If you're listening with your ears, what you're about to hear is a podcast that's starting very soon. I hope you don't confuse it because currently this music is the theme to a podcast. So that explains this tune. This is a podcast and this is the theme song to the podcast called This is a Podcast. 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 That's a microphone. This is a podcast. I'm Thomas Alley. And I'm Jonathan Rodriguez. For the second fucking time this week, Jonathan, uh-huh. I'm putting full blame about this whole scenario on you. Why Why on me? You tried new things and no, it didn't work out. It's like I'm, if you tried anal with me and you broke your dick. Hello, sir. I'm going to blame your tight sphincter. Wow. Like, you should have looser butthole to you know, accommodate... I'll, my penis, my penis isn't that big, first of all. So the fact that you'd be able to break it with your asshole just goes to show how tight it is. I've been hitting my squats, and you know it's made it's made my hole tighter. Wait, wait, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's science. No, no. no. Here, here's wait. what you do, right? When you okay. do your squats, right? Please you know, tell like, me about your sphincter exercises. You know, like those uh, fucking like stress toys that's got the two handles on your arm and you squeeze them. Yeah. yeah, they make one for the asshole. So like when I do my squats and I go up and my cheeks like fucking close in together, it hits together. that and the hole gets smaller. You're doing asshole kegels is what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> is it just were you waiting for like, is it for someone special or were you just waiting for me? I do it for myself. You know, I, I, like, <laughs> I, like, to, I like to look good when I look in the mirror at my <laughs> hole. <laughs> After every shower, when it's nice and clean, I like to bend over directly in front of the mirror, put my phone on front facing camera and get a real good peek inside the darker sides of me. You know, I have goals, you know, like it's getting it's getting smaller, but it's not quite where I want it to would be. You, would you bleach your asshole? Why not? Sure. You do that? Yeah. Like, like, like no bullshit. Not like podcast jokes. Would you bleach your asshole? Is it is it painful? If it's not painful, then yeah. Why not? I don't think so. I think like porn star. I think it's a thing that like porn stars do because yeah. like with like they're gonna do like butt stuff or if they're like their taints and assholes are gonna be in frame. Yeah. Like they bleach it so it looks like aesthetically pretty. I mean, if Michael Jackson could change his skin color, I could change my <laughs> asshole color. It's just like you know, it's just one. Ple- it's not like you're you're going you're gonna go all white. You're yeah. just gonna go like a like a lighter caramel in your ass. It's gonna look like a Werther's original. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to look like you just opened up a Three Musketeers. Yeah, it's going to look fresh and fluffy on the inside, but still <laughs> dark and sensual on the outside. It's what we want, man. We want a, we want a multicolored ass. It's, we, did, we did a whole two, one hour and 20 minute podcast. Yes. Recorded. It was, Dara, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh-huh. The greatest podcast to ever be recorded in recording podcast history. 
Well, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's this is this is what the world has now been deprived of. There, there will forever be. Yeah, the lost episode of this is a podcast. And now you have to settle for like a minute and a half of me talking about bleach in my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. Like it was. I, I, I my half still exists. Yeah. So like basically, what happened is we recorded, and we use a service called Zencaster, not a sponsor, to record our episodes because it's just easier than like Zoom and it doesn't create as much like audio issues. And pay, I started paying for it because we used to use it for free. And I was yeah. like, I'll start paying for it so we get like the bonus things. We don't get paid for this podcast, you know, merch link in bio and all my social media please buy a shirt so i was like well i'll start paying for it so we get all the bonus features and then the first week we use it after i've paid money for it we finish up i hit end recording my recordings back up into dropbox they go where they're supposed to be and yours just don't fucking move <laughs> they don't exist <laughs> and i'm just like i'm staring at the episode because like the the website saves the episode like lists, like you can go to past episodes and re-download and re-access the files if need be. And I'm just like clicking the little red exclamation mark next to your name, <laughs> just praying. Like, come on, please. It was so good. And now it's gone. It's like um it's like Tenacious D. Yeah. You ever hear that Tenacious D song, like with the greatest song in the world? No. Tribute. So there's a Tenacious D song. Jack Black has a rock band called Tenacious D. I'm aware. And they have a song called Tribute. And the whole premise of the song is them singing a song about the greatest song they've ever written. The song you're listening to isn't that song. They can't remember that song, but it's a tribute to that song. The lyric literally goes, this is the greatest and best song in the world. Tribute. Long time ago, me and my brother Kyle here were walking down. They describe this incident where they're walking down this long road and a demon appears Yeah, and tells them, play the greatest song in the world or I'll eat your soul. And then they just like, so we played the first thing that came to our heads. Just so happened to be the best song <laughs> in the world. It was the best song in the world. And he just, starts he just starts rambling. He's looking to my eyes and it's easy to see. One and one make two, two and one make three. It was destiny. And then he just repeats over and over again how like this song isn't that song. They can't remember it. They were high. So that's all this is. This is the, this is the tribute to the greatest podcast in the world. R.I.P. Our fallen soldier. Like I had, like, I guess we could discuss it slightly because I wanted to talk about it still. I think it's a funny incident that happened. We'll rehash. We'll rehash some things. We'll give you the cliff notes of the greatest podcast. So, firstly, um, someone's catfishing is me. It's not me. Are you sure? Because I think you took a trip to Canada. Surprising. First of all, I don't think I'd be allowed in Canada. They're too nice, and I would burn. <laughs> You step foot on, you cross the Niagara Valley, you cross the border, and you just start catching <laughs> on fire. It's like me going into church on Sunday. I have a 666 tattooed on the back of my neck, and part of me just wants to walk into a church. There was one time, not at a church, I was, even my friend Jess knows me well enough to know that, like, I will make any scenario in real life as uncomfortable as humanly possible if I don't like it. Yeah. So like, I went to do a, a not was a baptism for her best friend's uh, daughter a few years ago. And the Sorry, whole time <laughs> we're out, I didn't do anything wrong. But the whole time we're out, like I'm dressed really nice. Like I'm I'm in front of like her best friend's family. I'm in front of all of their family and friends. And like I'm Jess's friend and I'm their friend. But no one else knows who I am. So I'm like on my best behavior. And every time Jess looks at me, she's just like, don't do anything inside of there. Like, stop it. <laughs> 
Like, you better fucking not. And I'm like, no, like, I'm an adult. I can behave myself. Like, I don't believe in all of this, but I don't knock their belief in it. Yeah. But I went, there's a grocery store near me, a few blocks from my house that I, I go to every once in a while. And I, it was the summertime. And I have a baffled tattooed on my left bicep just because it's metal, you know, Dark Lord Lucifer and all that. And it was the summertime. So I'm wearing a tank top. And I, you know, do my shopping, go to the cash register. And there's this very, there's this short woman. Um, like Eastern European, like very, very thick accent. Uh-huh. And she like looks at me and like, she's seen me a hundred times. I'm always in there, always shopping. So she knows who I am. So she starts ringing up my stuff. And like, I turn to the side and like my tattoo is visible to her. And she looks at it and her eyes widen. She looks at me, looks at it, looks down, keeps ringing things up. And she goes, you know, it costs this much. And I start paying. And she's like, do you know what that is? And I'm like, yeah, it's a Baphomet. She goes, do you worship the devil? And I'm just like, what? Like, why? Why would it? What does that matter if I did or if I didn't? She's like the devil. Like, you're gonna go to hell. And I'm just like the unmitigated gall. First of all, if you did worship the devil and she told you we're going to hell, like fucking party time. That's where you want to be. <laughs> That's the point. I want to hang out with my dark lord and savior. When you die, you want to go to heaven. You want to chill with Jesus. I want to chill with fucking Michael. Like, what was it? Tom Ellis from Lucifer. You know he's going there too. It's going to be me and him. It's going to be Jennings from TikTok who plays Lucifer on TikTok. He cosplays him. Just it's everyone be... who's ever played the devil. Yeah. Mark Pellegrino. Robert uh, was uh, uh, not Robert De Niro. Was the other guy who's been in all the mob movies? The 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 what's his name? You know, he was in Godfather. He's like the star of Godfather. I've never seen Godfather. You've never seen I've Godfather? Never seen Neither Godfather. have I, but I know who's in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Al, Al Pacino. Great ass! He was the devil and the devil's advocate. I'm a I'm a man of quality, so instead of the Godfather trilogy or whatever it is, I've seen the Hangover trilogy multiple <laughs> I've watched, times. I've watched iCarly nine times. It's <laughs> popped up on Netflix. Who needs the Godfather? I have Sam and fucking Carly. But, bro, like, well, I remember one time when I was, like, in my niece's baptism. Uh, first of all, taking me to any church is a terrible idea because I make fun of it. My mom has a Last Supper picture in the kitchen. And every time I walk past it, every time I walk past it, I find something to make fun of on it. <laughs> every time. Because I'm, like, in, in the whole picture, like, everyone's barefoot. And I'm pretty sure, like, Jesus is wearing sandals. And I'm like, yeah. this this guy. <laughs> leave it to oh the white man the rich white man gets shoes but his poor counterparts don't but uh i remember like in the in the baptism uh you know like the fucking the priest takes the baby like you know puts them in the water or whatever and i turned to my uh stepfather at the time and i'm like you know if this priest wanted to kill this baby right now, <laughs> it'd be very easy <laughs> no none of us could do anything about it we would yeah. all think it's just part of the show <laughs> it'd be so easy it would just it would just be the baby would just stop breathing like the, ba- the baby can't struggle and then like he, he could get away with it because if the baby just like died he could just be like oh my god jesus has called forth this child <laughs> we we knocked on the door of christ and the good lord answered and took him into the palace of heaven (laughs) gives the baby's dead body back and is like say seven hail marys and you'll be okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's it's like this is not a knock right like i've had so i don't know if we talked about my mom and i love my mother as much as you can possibly love a mother um no more no less and (laughs) 
<laughs> she's always fishing for more <laughs> she's just like why don't you love me more than you do i'm like i love you like a son loves a mother what more do you need love me like a friend no 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 when i was born you were categorized somewhere into my mom isn't like mother love higher than like friend love you'd imagine in my life but it's not in my life it is i like you more than i like my mom that's uh i like your mom more than i like my mom most times actually I, I get that a lot. People like my mom. Your mom is great to people who aren't her actual children. She's great to me. It's uh, the uh, other two. Who... <laughs> <laughs> You're the good one. Yeah. Which is surprising. Like listening. I, I feel like anyone who's ever listened to this or listened to any like TikTok you've ever been a part of or anything we've done on Patreon. Yeah. Like it's it would surprise them to know. You're the good child. Well, I mean, growing up, I wasn't like this. It was like somewhere along the line, I just I, I lost all feelings and I just stopped caring about things. <laughs> you you just got a lot of like brownie points backlog. Yeah. And she's just like, I remember when he was 12 years old and he came into my bedroom and hugged me, gave me a kiss, and told me he loved me. I'll that, that'll be okay. You know, he can he can you know kick a puppy this time. He can get away with it. But also, a lot of it was hiding. Like I remember one time my dad came to me and he's just like, "You're not the same kid on you." And I'm like, "Yeah," because I did a good job of hiding who. i'm actually it's like you're the spawn of satan and you're just waiting for you were waiting for the moment to start ruling but my mom my mom my family was weird right so my father was raised uh christian okay this is this is not to say i want to clarify this is not any of us shitting on any religion you believe what you want to believe i we are equal opportunity like ass rippers we will make fun of everyone and so it's not to say like what you believe in is wrong or bad it's just we're going to make fun of things because it's what we do. Um, I don't give a fuck what you believe. If you believe there's an invisible man in the sky and he's going to take you on, that's great. I believe in, like, I, I die, I go into a box. I believe in tables. They got my unmitigated faith. I, I question the existence of tables sometimes. So, I question the existence of you. I'm not real, Jonathan. I know. It's a figment of your imagination. This is all, this whole like Thomas experience you're going on right now, it's all a make-a-wish. Bro, imagine like fucking I'm <laughs> they putting out you, a they gave you 15 years when you were like 12, 13. And they're just like, what does he want more than anything? And they're just like a friend. So they're just like, all right, we'll introduce someone and we got to make it realistic. So like he's not going to be Jonathan's direct friend at first. Yeah. yeah. They're going to develop into a bond like like organically. And then they you'll separate for a little you know, while. That's what friends do. You, they were trying a bunch of different people and like you were supposed to be an extra right but like fucking you hit it with the audience they loved you yeah and they wanted to see more of you <laughs> it's like wandavision <laughs> everyone's watching it and they're just like this one we like this one can we get him in some more give him a couple more you know a couple more episodes you know my, jonathan's make-a-wish my life is a movie it's the truman show but it's a movie <laughs> it still counts <laughs> so my my dad was christian uh-huh. my mother was born was born into a Protestant family, which I don't know what the Protestant belief is, so I couldn't even comment on it. Okay. And then when we were growing up, my mom was like, they need to have faith uh, for some reason. So she had my brother and I enroll in CCD, the Catholic school. Um, what's, the, what's the word? There's an E word for it. I forget what it is. But basically, it was after school. You go, you learn about God. You get, you know, bap- we were baptized early as Catholic. And then it's, you know, baptism, communion, confirmation. We went through all those things. And then by the time we were like 16, 17, and all that was done, my mom was like, you can pick whatever you want to do. If you don't want to go to church, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go to church. It's 90 minutes of my Sunday. And I don't listen to what they say. Yeah. 
it's I could be watching my Sunday morning cartoons. I can be watching reruns of Degrassi on Channel Nine that Ooh. I can't get because we don't have cable. So like they do a six episode block of Degrassi starting at eight thirty. This we is need, great. We're we're gonna when this when this whole thing flops and people stop listening, we're gonna start a Degrassi podcast. We'll call <laughs> we'll call it Aubrey, <laughs> the life and times of Drake during Degrassi. So, like, uh, she, she my mother was never. She, she was Protestant, but she kept going to a Catholic church. Yeah. And one day she was like, I'm going to go through the process. This is like in her, how old is she now? 52. So this would have been in her like late 30s, early 40s, probably about 10 years ago. And she got baptized. She got, you know, she's a born again Catholic. She got her communion and she got uh, confirmed. And just ever since then, she just, she thinks, just, she thinks God is nifty. Like, this is the same mother, like, like, and I guess that's the thing, right? Like, finding faith can change you. Yeah. Where, like, she's just, like, this is the same mother. My mom did some fuck shit in her youth. She did some fuck shit in her adulthood, which we all do. But, like, after she found God, like, anytime she's stressed out, she's like, Jesus is here with me. Like, my mom turned into a sassy Southern black woman. She was like, ooh, the Lord is with me, and he will give me strength. I swear to the Lord Jesus above. Like, she just became this whole new incarnation of my mom but the best part is is on occasion like the old her slips out still yeah like the pre-jesus mom <laughs> the that was just- <laughs> bc mom <laughs> <laughs> it just slips out and it's just funny to watch because like you know i i don't i i have family problems i don't necessarily out a lot of my family problems in public like that's my one my one thing I don't do on any of my platforms, like I'm very forward about myself. I'm very forward about my life, but I don't like air my family's dirty laundry because they don't, they don't get the option in that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I do, like I can decide whether or not I, I'm going to talk about how I want to kill myself or how I've tried to kill myself. Whereas I can't sit here and be like that one time my mom murdered a hobo. Like she doesn't have the option to, to- I remember I was the hobo. <laughs> She was just like, I'm tired of you hanging out with this make-a-wish boy. And just started stabbing. You know, when uh, Jesus did the baptism and, you know, like that kid drowned, Jesus put me back. He was like, all right, we got one. You were just a filler. <laughs> we got an empty body. <laughs> throw him in there. <laughs> so, like, it's just it's funny to watch it happen. But also, like, my mom is a very open-minded liberal person. Yeah. And for the most part, the beliefs of the church don't coincide that with her okay or with with people with that like belief so like she was like she'll quote the bible at me and like me i like an opportunity to take anybody down off of their high horse you know this Uh so anytime i know for a fact i can get you somewhere i'm gonna try to get you you happen to be better at it than i am sometimes so like i'll try to get you and you'll just turn it around and get me which is fair (laughs) i walk into it and i know i do but she'll just be like, yeah, and then the, the Bible says so-and-so, and thou shan't not this, and thou shan't not that. And I'm like, Mom, your closest family member, we, her name's Dorothy. We, everyone just calls her Sis because her mother's name is also Dorothy. I'm like, Sis is a raging lesbian. Like, like What do you mean? Old- She's just got a best friend, and they're in a farm together <laughs> raising chickens. That's not like, lesbian. She's old school, like, lesbian. She has a mullet, and uh-huh. she works in carpentry. She's now my idol. <laughs> like she's and i love my cousin sis to death but like very old school like 70s 80s atypical if you watch the movie of that era type of lesbian or aesthetically yeah. type of lesbian and i'm just like your god wants her to burn 
Like your God is like she's going according to your Bible that you're quoting. Maybe not your God. I'd like to believe that. If there is an existence of a God, you know, I want to believe that. No, there is an existence of a higher power who just be like, God, go do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like just do it. And it's just like these books are written by like, you know, homophobic, you know, racist. That's men my biggest issue with the Bible, ago. right? Is like we're supposed to believe that like first of all, we it's it's public knowledge that like this is not something that Jesus wrote, right? It's sure. the Bible is man made. And humans are inherently selfish. So what? Who, whoever wrote this Bible had to have incorporated their own views in it. They were just like, God won't mind if we were just like, <laughs> hey, fuck the gays, you know? He won't give a shit. It's, it's just for a moment, you know? And then like... This is what my, Jesus really wants. My favorite thing is when Catholics like throw the Bible at people and I'm just like, hey, maybe you focus on the priest trying to fuck kids in your church. <laughs> Yeah, not not like moving them to another parish when they're discovered. Yeah. <laughs> like what was it? There's and this is I know people don't like, you know, fucking God and, and religion talk, but hold on. There's the Vatican. I read this one time. You can I'm gonna look it up. Uh funds on Also child. who thought of these names? The Vatican? That's not appealing. I'm, I'm sure the Vatican boring. it sounds has, boring. <laughs> I'm sure it has like a reason for it, like for being called that it's not like they're like you know what word we're gonna we're gonna call it a vatican you know but like i'm saying like you're, you want the interest of people right like fucking call it a slip and slide who's gonna care <laughs> call it jesus's <laughs> house party yeah you're like i want to go down to jesus's house party fuck yeah i want to go to jesus's house party yeah. they really they they missed the boat let me revamp religion i can save religion <laughs> i can save your no, churches because real quick we're all going to be worshiping at the altar of fleabag and childish gambino and i don't know <laughs> if donald lover wants that attention the, them doing a show together in 2022 is the only thing keeping me going right now <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going to keep me alive <laughs> for the next year and a half it's just uh, to get to this show the cases involved many allegations, investigation. Tra- I'm trying to find it was something like a b- millions of dollars that like the Catholic Church spent on either hiding or moving members of its like the the Vatican or like the per- parish. I don't know what, what the word would be. You, you know, it would be easier to fire them and send them to jail. <laughs> be like y'all is molesters and yeah. pedophiles. Y'all don't need to be a part of this. That's but my I think the but I think the idea is. Is or was because I think it's something that's not happening as much now. Because I think the Pope now is one of those like cool hip popes. Where he he's the fucking man. Where I think the mentality behind it in the clergy originally was if we put them to if we put them on trial or they go to jail, that that confirms that it's happening, and thusly the press is not good. Yeah. So we can't have it come out because even though we 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 might agree they're doing terrible things. If that comes out, then the religion will crumble. But also, like, sinner's redemption, right? Like, the the whole church is built on sinner's redemption, which is a flawed mentality to me, because that says if you do... The whole church is built on money. Well, I know that, but I mean, like, it's one of their founding principles, right? You do something, you can seek forgiveness, no matter how big it is, which is... I think that's the... The the Catholics believe in that. It's I don't think the Christians do. (laughs) <laughs> I think I know I'm, I'm being 100%. I think that's the line of delineation between I know Christianity is like the top of the the, the, pot, the pile, right? Yeah. And then you have all these other offshoots of it. But I think one of the major differences in, in Catholicism and Christianity is that as a Catholic, I can go to confession or I can do a deathbed confession and still be viewed as holy in the eyes of God. Whereas a Christian has to follow Christian values the entirety of their life. 
and there is no forgiveness for major major sins. Where does Tom Cruise and Scientology fit into this? Um, when Tom Cruise dies, his body is going to be transitioned into vapor. Um, that's going to be put into an a lava, <laughs> a, no, a lava lamp. Um, and they're going to ascend him to the highest level of, isn't it like with Scientology? It's just like, if you pay enough money, you can fly or some shit. Yeah. Like, isn't that it's, Scientology? It's it's so fucking stupid. If you pay this much money, we will teach you how to fly. It's a cult though. Like, you know, like they're, they're probably the most successful cult. Easily. Around. Which again, I, I should start a cult. I feel like I could challenge them. Like you, we, you, we could, we could, we could, yeah. We give them like, a run for their money. Because we're we'd we'd be the fun cult. Yeah, like we would be like, hey, no Kool Aid drinking, no suicide. It's just it's it's iCarly and Fleabag and Atlanta and orgies. We're not your grandmother's cult, you know. Like we're we're down for the youth. If she wants to join, there is a grandmother's room that Jonathan likes to just hang out in sometimes for hours on end. We just consider it the sacrifice, right? You want to join our cult, you bring your grandmother. That's another thing lost in ether. Your rebrand. Yeah. Your rebrand was lost on that episode. I don't even remember what my rebrand was. Neither, you were just, you were something about being tired of like being the grandmother guy. Oh, so yeah. Like, I, I'm going to be the new thing. And that's also not I gone. F- I feel like I'm a, I'm an old like black sitcom trope right now because I've got my one liner like, hey, I'm going to fuck your grandmother. And then like, diddle dee, diddle da. Did I, I do that? <laughs> and then I disappear into the ether until the next episode. And it's just you, like, you're a token black guy. Yeah. I, I'm more than that. You know, like, I'll fuck your grandmother and then like write her a nice poem. <laughs> so I'm that guy. Okay, so unrelated. I don't know why I just checked this. But I'm sitting here. And so I I I so I I have a forbidden website as we call it on the TikTok, right? Okay. I've been in the midst of of putting together the forbidden website OnlyFans, right? And this has been like a few months in the making, like trying to get shit together. OnlyFans has been a little bit of a pain in the neck. And I have the, I finally got an account up. And the problem was that I had an account that I had used to like subscribe to my friends and support previously. Yeah. And there was an, someone had stolen my information, my Twitter account info, and was using it to create an OnlyFans with no content on it, but just to buy people shit and reach out to creators and try to interview with them, catfishing, like, hey, I'm this TikToker who talks about dirty sex things. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to OnlyFans. And informed them what was going on. They gave me access back to the original account. I deleted the one that someone had like hacked. And then moved the username over to the account that I was using to subscribe. And that was going to be the one I, I tried to push. OnlyFans had a misunderstanding where they assumed that that was the hacker. Because uh-huh. the, the username was the same. And then like banned all everything. So I finally make a new account. I tease it on Twitter a bunch. I didn't post the link. like, And the link isn't like Thomas J. Alley. Because I don't have that username. So people have to go looking for me. So people have found me and begun subscribing. And like I'm putting on like Twitter a lot because that's like the main place to promote it because like Instagram and TikTok, you really can't. And I'm like, guys, if you have found this website, like if you're subscribing, I'm, I don't have content on it and I don't know when there's going to be content on it. So just be made aware if you're subscribing, there's nothing there right now. Uh-huh. Like the account just exists. If you go to the, my main page, you can see how many pictures and how many videos like it'll tell you. And there is zero of everything. So I just had like notifications up on my my browser here and where we're recording. And it was the OnlyFans had notifications. There are messages. And this, I'm not going to name her, but she goes, uh, 
General question, but do you have a posting schedule for this platform or content? Usually new subscribers get a thank you for joining content for joining content piece. Get, get a thank you for joining content piece. I'm not setting up auto renew at this point. Bitch, okay. <laughs> get the fuck out. What? Then go. Like Goodbye. you see, there is no content here. This you sought this out. I didn't post a link anywhere. Yeah. You sought out this page and started paying. And there's no content there. And you can see if there's content there. So there's the, and there's 10 followers. Do you think if I've been promoting and posting content on this website regularly as a, and this is not like a, Hey, I have this many followers, but as a creator with over across platforms, 300 and fucking 30,000 followers mm. that I probably have more than nine people subscribed. You let her know long, long Tommy boy could pull some numbers. <laughs> Like this is infuriating. Like, do I reply to it? No. Here, here. This is what it is, right? And right. The, you deal with this in, in any type of business you have, right? It's the en- right. entitlement of your consumer, right? right? It's a hey, like I'm paying money, so like I deserve all the attention in the world. Pay attention to me, you know? And just like fuck off, like you know, like number one, you haven't promoted it. Number two, they can see there's no content there. So number three. They're seeking out a thank you when it's something that you're still trying to set up, which makes me know that they're just in it for like to to try and communicate with you, which is ineffective because you're on so many different platforms and this is not fully set up yet. So it's impossible to maintain that kind of attention on it right now. It's it's entitlement and it's annoying. I'm, I'm typing up a response as we go. All right. Mm. Uh, tell me, I want. I want you. We're gonna do this with with the listenership together right now. I know okay. people don't give a fuck about this, but oh, put, can you can you sign it from the Dulce, <laughs> from the Dulce <laughs> Management Company, <laughs> yes. from EMC? <laughs> that that's my new rebrand. I'm the Dulce Management Company. <laughs> I, yeah, you. I don't think you could do that because, like, I think Run DMC gonna have a problem with that. No, no, no. We're we're Walk DMC. I'm not running nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're casually stroll dmc if i had a horse we'd be trot dmc uh i have with all due respect this account does not have any content as it's not ready to launch i.e content isn't ready the ins and outs aren't prepped for it uh-huh for i'm typing for it just yet uh the fact that there isn't content available is evident at sign up. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm typing too fast. Call, it's call like, a cue card while you read this. Number one. A giant tortoise thought to be extinct for a hundred years was recently discovered in the Galapagos and his name was Tupac. Get the fuck. <laughs> his name wasn't Tupac. <laughs> you <laughs> fell for it. I was just yes. like, wait, what? Yeah. They found him? <laughs> I was confused whether it was like they either found Tupac or they were just like, this creature is called Tupac. <laughs> and either way, I would have been so roped in and just be like, Joe Jonathan, tell me about Tupac. <laughs> and you're like, well, Mr. Shakur was born. Yeah, Mr. Shakur was born. He dropped, uh, what was it, that diss song against Biggie? Bro, that's a wild diss song. <laughs> I listened to that song and I'm just like, all right. I, what I mean, ha- whatever happened to that age of music? Where people were just like, hey, like, bro, like he called like, someone I'll... out for having sickle cell. You can't <laughs> yes. control that shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like now it's like your beard's weird. You're yelling at the mic. And fucking Tupac was like, you have an incurable disease. I, I think people were like, one day kill you. 
I mean, there there have been some hints at it, right? Like Drake and Pusha T got into a beef and like Pusha T dissed one of like Drake's homeboys for having like a an illness. And I'm right. like, is that that's like a it's like a moral line. But when you're in a rap beef, you're not supposed to give a shit, right? Like the whole goal is you don't care about this person in his camp. So like there is no morals. There's no lines, no boundaries. And like Drake's was, response was he went too far. And I'm like is there a line in rap beef? Do we have to be moral? Just be like, yeah, fuck you, but I hope your grandmother has a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you, but, you know, I really hope that nothing negative really happens to you in your life. (laughs) I think you're a shitty rapper, but also I don't wish your finances to ever dip in any way, shape, or form because I respect you and want you to get the bag. Pull up on a drive-by with my super soaker because I don't want to hurt you. I just want to wet you. You wet? (laughs) You wet, dog. (laughs) Uh, all right, I'm, I'm being so I'm I, I'm sickened with me. Yeah, about how nice I'm being, because you know that's not really me. I mean, like, I, there, like my brain is like, wow, you're being entitled and shitty. Like, no, don't renew. If this person listens to this podcast, like they're gonna know. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, like because again, even like as a creator, I I want my followers to you know obviously I want I want to be able to make everyone as happy as humanly possible. Realistically, that's not possible to make everyone happy. Yeah, and I comprehend that. But also, like the way you, you, I was approached here, was very a condescending, and b it's like, well, you know, there's no content here. Like you're aware of it. It's it's clear to see that there isn't. And I didn't promote it, which means you sought it out. And if you wanted to like be like supportive and like, hey, I'll give him a month and and help support him for the month, that's great, and I appreciate you. But if you're gonna sit here and be like, well, there's nothing here, so I'm not gonna renew. Okay, don't renew. That's perfectly fine. That is 100% your prerogative. When the content starts being posted regularly, there are going to be people who don't want to renew because it's not the content they want, yeah. which is 100% their prerogative. But like, just cancel your fucking month. Here, here's what you do. Send her the instrumental to hit him up. <laughs> you got to let her know where you stand. <laughs> All right, hold on. All right, so... I've said, with all due respect, this account does not have content that's not ready for launch, i.e. content isn't ready. The ins and outs aren't prepped uh, for it just yet. The fact that there isn't content available is evident at sign up, as you can check whether there is or isn't content posted. If I ha- And also, I haven't du- been direct promote, I haven't been directly promoting. Grandma um, check. I know, I have to make sure. This is why we, this is why kids, we read things out loud. I haven't been directly promoting because of this. Um, I understand completely your frustration. However, this isn't ready and I can't control and is it ready and when it is these things will be addressed until then feel free to not renew man at work right here your prerogative p-e-r-o-g Prerogative. Am I right? Did I spell this right? Hold on. No, I didn't. That's prerogative. Try there's, an extra, there's an extra R. There we go. Send. Also, I'm pretty sure I have to turn on pay for messaging so people can't do this to me. <laughs> Imagine having I'm, to pay someone to be like, I didn't get a thank you when I signed <laughs> up. <laughs> like, hey, like this says, like, th- literally, there's a section in the chats right here. We'll send a welcome messages to fans. I'm sure that there's a thing I can do. But, like, give me time to do it. Yeah. Like, the fuck? Like, all of these people are subscribing. Like, I stop subscribing. 
Stop it. <laughs> do like, not put money in his pockets. He do doesn't not put want money it. in my pocket. These motherfuckers are signed up for like some of them have done the the bundles like three months. And I'm like, you're putting like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ask you to do that. Yeah. It's there in case you want to save money, but you don't know what's gonna be on here for all you know. My OnlyFans content is just gonna be me going like diggly diggly d once a day. Honestly, for I pay seconds. for that. I pay for that. <laughs> Sign it's me up for the year. <laughs> popping up in the frame, diggly diggly d. That's your video for today, and I just like skip off. <laughs> that, that that should be our new podcast sign off. <laughs> <laughs> diggly diggly d. That was a podcast, and we just skip off. <laughs> It's, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm like, do I not have the capacity for just like that kind of shit? I mean, I'm good with it. You've seen me. Like, I'm good with that kind of stuff normally. But also, like, I know you don't have the capacity for it. Oh, is, no. it is it impressive for you when I do it? Or is it just like, yeah, Thomas is a better person than I am? I mean, it's you making sure you don't lose money. You're making me sound like the, the Vatican now. <laughs> gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta hide what's really going on. So they don't take it all from me. See me, I, I'd burn it all to the ground at a, at a chance to, like, you know, call someone stupid. Jesus. <laughs> like, I don't know even. Like, I don't even know how to turn on half of this shit, bro. I am a noob in a world of experts. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like, I don't like have any of 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 the knowledge behind any of this shit. I have people who ch- tell me how to do things and what to do. And then I do them. Oh, don't worry. For his $1,000 video, when he gets this thing set up, it's going to be 90 minutes of him just helicopter dicking yeah, to I'm see gonna, if he I, can fly. I do you think, would you, like, I'd do porn. Yeah. I would do that. Like, I have a weird thing with, like, pictures of my dick. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a weird thing about videos of my dick. It's because you're, uh, like, when you're with someone, you're distracted in the moment. When you're taking a picture, you're just fucking thinking about it the whole time. I th- yeah, I think so, because the whole, my whole take on stuff like this, and I, and, I, and I give the sex worker community all the credit, which I guess technically I'm a part of sooner rather than later. Yeah. But, like, I give them all the credit in the world, because I get, I posted a picture on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, at Thomas J. Alley. And it's me on my way to that job interview. Uh-huh. That was another thing we talked about on the last episode. Um, I'm getting a regular nine to five to start uh, supplementing my income. Not regular nine to five, a part time job. Working on supplement my income because I have a lot of debt and I want to get out of the state of New York. I want to move and I'm going to drag Jonathan with me, whether he fucking likes it or not. He's going to be in my luggage or he's going to be fucking sitting in a car with me. It's his option. And I'm going to go for the luggage. Nice. I'm going to get you a big old, big old briefcase so we don't have to chop off that many limbs. Bring me some big old titties too. <laughs> I'm going to get you them Lil Nas X titties. LGBT <laughs> Lil Nas X got big titties. Hey, man, he balling now. I'll get him, man. Take me to that old town road, dog. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm doing that to supplement my income and so I can move. And I forgot what I was, fuck I was saying. Can you remind me what I was talking about? Uh, you're taking me with you to move. Before that. Getting a what regular was, What was I talking about five? before I talked about getting the job? What was my point? Um, God, I love when you listen to me. <laughs> i love when you listen when i talk i'm very i'm a very attentive lover <laughs> i see that um for me it's it's oh the sex work community so the sex worker community is very like they i give them credit because i can't do most of that shit yeah like if i'm sexting someone that i'm sexually involved with then i'm just like sure you like my penis i know you like my penis 
I know you've seen my penis in real life. So I have no problem sending you a picture of my penis. But then when there's like hundreds, if possibly thousands of people who are just going to be like staring at my dick being like, oh, look how small it is. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> little tiny little dick shrimp dick boy. Like that part of me is like, I don't want that many people to see my dick. Like, but if I'm having sex, I'm like, well, I'm having sex. Like the impetus isn't necessarily on my penis. It is the delivery of what I'm doing with it versus it specifically. You know what I mean? You want to hear a weird story? Always. When I was in school, I was hooking up with this girl and like we went home for like one of the vacations. And right. so like she texted me and asked me to send her a picture and I sent her a naked picture, but my dick was blurred out. Like I physically blurred it out online. <laughs> you like you didn't say you wanted a dick pic, you said you wanted a naked picture. <laughs> this technically still counts. Them thighs though, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> look at look at them thick boy thighs. I just Ooh, don't you like that? You know, it's it's Valentine's Day. I just want a girl to tell me she's fingered herself to my thighs. <laughs> That's true love. I, I I posted pictures on Instagram at Thomas J. Alley from my interview. And I was like in a really nice button up, a tie. And I was like, Yeah, I'll take some like, you know, sexy, like attractive pictures and maybe like I'll do a photo set. You know what I mean? With like, you know, progressive, like, oh, I'm disrobing or this is what I'm doing and whatever. I, and I'm not a model. Mm-hmm. I don't know what doesn't does. But the whole time I'm like, look, I have to look at these pictures myself and edit these pictures myself. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is going to want to fucking flick the bean or jerk off to this? You know, you got to make it a presentation, bro. Like fucking butterflies around the dick, you know, like Photoshop. Light, that shit, bro. light some candles yeah. around the room. Put them in the big shape of a heart. Lay in the middle of it, just all sprawled out. On a white rug. (laughs) On a white, like, faux fur rug. Not real fur, because we don't want to hurt the animals. So, like, faux fur, white rug. Just my fucking hairy, chimpanzee-like body. The only place there's no hair is on top of my fucking head. It's really... I (laughs) Even I get taken aback. Yeah. When I'm, like, about to take a shower, and I catch myself in the mirror, and literally hair everywhere but the top of my head, staunchly white. Would you get hair plants? I mean, yeah, if I had if I had the money to do it, I'd try it. Okay. Because you look at like Jeremy Piven. Uh-huh. Right? Jeremy Piven or like Joey Fatone from uh, from InSync. Like Jeremy Piven was on episodes of Seinfeld before Entourage. Mm-hmm. And he was playing the guy who played George in the show within the show because he had the same hairline as Jason Alexander. Yeah. Like he had the horseshoe, like thin, bald hair, and he had the glasses. And he, between like from making that money and doing better, he was like, you know what? If I'm going to be, you know, a big star in Hollywood, like I need my hair. Mm-hmm. That's how he felt. So he went out, got hair plugs, and then he gets cast as fucking Ari Gold in Entourage, one of the most like like iconic television characters ever. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, I attributed like I got that role. If I was bald, I don't get that role. That's how he felt. Even LeBron has gotten fucking hair plugs to fix his hairline. Yeah, it, it is. It's 100% a, a vain aesthetic thing. I think I look better with hair than I look without hair. Personally, I have lots of people on the internet every day when I wear do a video without a hat on. They're just like, oh, my God, you look really good with no hair. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. I think you're wrong. You just got to go for the Viking aesthetic. I, I started growing my beard like really long and recently I trimmed it down and like readjusted it because I there's a line of delineation for me where like I'll be really into my beard and then I'll look in the mirror and be like, wow, I look like if I was wearing sweatpants and a winter coat on a corner, someone would give me change. Like it just didn't it doesn't look good to me. So my brain becomes like that doesn't look good. So I readjust it 
to make it look as clean as possible. And you were going, why were you going for a nine to five? You could have just hit up your corner. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy, yo, you got, this is rich, white, rich, white people. Guilt is amazing sometimes. Okay. When I, when I was like 18, I used to work at a Dwayne Reed in Manhattan, uh, 57th and first. I don't know if the, I think Dwayne Reed is still there. And there was this gentleman who lived in the neighborhood. Um, uh, I think he was Dominican, a very nice guy. He was homeless and he was in a wheelchair and he, he was missing his legs. And like it, I guess with homeless people, like that you have like turf. It's like drug turf. Like this, this is my block. You don't come rolling down my block, which is a poor choice of words because the guy was in a wheelchair. But yeah, you don't come to my block. This is where like the people know me. So he had Sutton Place, which is a very affluent, like rich white area in Manhattan, right by the 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 Queensboro Bridge. Like you literally the tram that goes across. Like Joe from Impractical Joker standing on top of the tram. Like mm-hmm. it's right over there. And he would come in every day. He would do this, get the same thing. He would get a $3 tall boy, like one every couple hours. And he would pull out these wads of cash from his pocket, like huge, thick wads of cash. And one day he came and he came in and he was buying, he would get drunk progressively through the day. So like he'd be there at like 11 a.m., get one, and then like be there at like two and get one, and then three and get one. And like as your shift was coming to an end around eight o'clock. Like he would come in like eyes bloodshot, like trying to give you a hand job. (laughs) Yeah, he was just like, "Come on, I got all this money." Um, I'm like, "Nah, bro, like feet jobs better." But unfortunately, hop in my Um, chair and let's hit a corner. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets progressively drunker, but one day he comes in and he rolls through, and like we're having a conversation, like we always do, and we get him his drink, we start talking, and he just pulls out this wad of cash, and then he had like a hundred dollar bill. Like on the front instead of the smaller bills. Yeah, and he's like he's like went to give me that. Realized it was too big of a bill, and then gave me singles. And he was like this lady in the area. He goes, she usually stops and gives me twenty dollars a day. And I said, excuse me. He goes, yeah, she's gives me twenty dollars a day, and she's going on vacation. She's going to be gone for a week, so she handed me a hundred dollars and said that's for the week, and nice. just kept going. And I'm just like, well, good for her, I guess, for like giving to the poor. But also, like, I was making $7.25 an hour at that job. I'm about to eight hit hours. up that corner. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Eight hours a day. Like, this, like I get, like, it's, it's probably rough living on the street, it, it, like, obviously. Yeah. But also, like, that man's had bread, and he, like, that, he had a mind. He knew what he was doing. He knew what, like, blocks to work. He, he became, made friends with people. Like, that dude knew. And every time, he would tell me, every time someone would ask him what happened to his legs, he said he would come up with a new story. Like he would like no one knew what actually happened to his legs. I assumed he was a veteran, yeah. And because he had like a lot of like um like military stuff on his chair, like hanging from his chair with his his belongings. But he would be like, "Yeah, I fell on a train tracks. Train took my legs. Oh, I got hit by a bus. Oh, I this like he would just come up with new shit." And he was like, "No one really knows." He goes, "But you tell him a good enough story, they give you the right amount of money." And I'm it's just like, "Good for bro. you, bro." What to this day, and he's like living living. I guess the dream. Like, I'm over here, like, I got to go back to work because, you know, I got no credit. And this man's like, no credit, no problem. I, be, I can roll into one of those no credit, no problem car dealerships with a wad of cash and walk out with a fucking 2002 Mercedes. He's got to become a homeless pimp, like, right? And just build a collection of, like, other homeless people. Oh, I thought he was going to, like, like sell, like, homeless women sexual no, no, services. No, like, <laughs> build a collection of homeless people, have them hit certain corners. They bring him a percentage. Like, th- this is a chance for him to become a mogul. And he's wasting <laughs> his potential, Thomas. Drinking eight tall boys a day. Yeah, I hate to a, see it. I, I'm a, a go plus a beer. I'm gonna go down there and have a discussion with him. You know, I what don't mean? know if like, he's still there. I was eight. That was ten years ago. It, probably. If like he, the, 
There's there's winter outside. Snow happens. I don't know how he can travel. With the money he had, he was probably posted up in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I you know some fucked up shit has happened at like happened when I worked that job. It's weird because you don't like think about retail jobs being dangerous. Yeah. There was one time there was a couple of like we it's it's really stupid like workplace shit, but it's like we had a guy we all nicknamed Peekaboo. And I swear to God. And Peekaboo was notable in the area at the Dwayne Reeds. And probably for like CVSs and shit that we just don't know because we didn't work with them. Sounds like a horror bad guy. <laughs> He's a giant teddy bear. And in the middle of the night, he goes, Peekaboo, and then stabs you in the throat. What he would do, and the reason they call him this, is because there was a strip of Dwayne Reeds up 57th Street. So you have 57 the first, 57 and second, 57 and third. There was one on every corner, and then there was nothing for two blocks, and then there was 57th and 6th and 57th and 7th. So there was five stores in seven blocks, yeah. all on the corner, because it's it's Manhattan. Like You don't want CVS moving into the territory, so you just take it all and hope that people you know don't want to walk the extra block to go somewhere else. And he would start at 57th Street and, and 57th and 7th, go in there, and he would take a plastic bag. And he would go to like the analgesic section. So like, you know, uh, Tylenol, things where toothbrushes are, like small things, but expensive things. And he would stand around the aisles and then he would like peek around the corners, see if there was anyone there, put a plastic bag down and fill the bag with shit. And then he would grab it and walk out. And then he would do that at all five stores and he would hit everyone within 90 minutes. Jesus. And then he would sell it to local bodegas. So like you get a toothbrush at Dwayne Reed that costs $5. He sells it at a bodega for $2 and then the bodega sells it for $5, shit like that, which is illegal. And the bodegas knew that, but that's why like they would, they, they're getting things for less than they would cost from the manufacturer, which is their primary concerns. And he would, he's dude was smart. Like I got to give a good thief credit. He we we didn't realize it was him one night, but we knew someone was like our store had a whole glass front. So if we're in front, of, if we're at the registers, you can see behind the registers, so you can see all of us standing there. Uh-huh. So he would patrol the block, and he would count how many employees were in the building. This guy's a criminal mastermind, <laughs> bro. No bullshit. He would count us, and then one day he came into the store, and you know what? Like my manager was stupid. Like I I I thought I had catch of the century, bro. I thought I was gonna bring him down. Yeah. So he like he's patrolling the front, and then like later on that night, I'm doing what's called an end cap. I'm stocking like the end cap for design work. And my manager is off to the far right with this guy named Mike who followed him around like he had fucking like a rabbit with carrots in his ass crack, bro. Like he was just up this man's ass all the time. He was trying to so whatever, whatever Jonathan was doing, fucking Mike was right behind him. What? So Should I turn around. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm at the end cap and I can see there's a guy in the aisle and I can hear his bag. And like, I guess he must've done the peak and like not seen us right away. And then like, we went into where we were near him and he was in the middle of it. So I heard his bag and I looked over and I can see him doing things. So uh, me facing you is the end cap. Three inches to the left is into the aisle where he is. Yeah. Three aisles over is Jonathan and Mike. So I look at Jonathan. I say, yo, Jonathan, is this end cap looking right? Can you come and take a look at this for me? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I'm like, no, no, no. But like, is this what the company wanted? Like, can you just come over here and take a look for me? And Jonathan's like, yo, Mike, just go over there and tell him the end cap looks good. So he shuts up. And I'm like, yo, are you fucking like, why do you have to be? I'm obviously doing something I've never done before. Why are you dumb? So Mike comes over. Mike's like, what do you want? 
And I'm just like, yo, Mike, Peekaboo is in the aisle right now. Doesn't this end cap look really good? He's like, what? I'm like, yo, Mike, go get Jonathan because Peekaboo is in the aisle right now. Yo, this end cap, though, do you think they want this on this shelf? So he looks out of the corner of his eye, sees the guy, and goes, oh, God, and runs over. Oh, God. (laughs) He runs over and gets Jonathan. And Jonathan comes over and goes into the aisle and is just like, yo, can you just put the shit back? And the guy's like, I don't got nothing. He's like, bro, you have my stuff. Can you just put it back? You can leave the store. Like, I'm not going to call the cops. And the guy takes the bag, puts it on the shelf. Put, he puts all his bags down and as he's walking away and he's like I'm like he looks at me and goes I'm gonna get you and walks out the door <laughs> bro I look at Jonathan and Mike I'm like that man is gonna kill me because you dumb motherfuckers couldn't realize what I was doing and now he it became obvious that I ratted him out that man is gonna get his boys and his boys his boys he got caught that night because we had called like three of the stores up the block, like, yo, we just got hit. Have you got hit? And they're just like, no. And they're like, all right, well, we got hit and he didn't leave with anything. So that means he's going to be speeding up his process. Yeah. So like, keep your eyes peeled. He got caught two blocks up. They, they had uh, the LP, the loss prevention people in the store and LP waited for him to do what he was doing and caught him and the cops came and arrested him. He was arrested for larceny. And I think the minimum requirement for larceny is like three grand. Yeah. So, like, that man's was caught with three grand worth of fucking pharmaceutical things. Not like medications. My man stole toothbrushes, which isn't the worst of it. Okay. I one time. So, it's a, another weird story. I thought you so, Is he going to resurface? Different guy. Crackhead. Okay. Time, though. I felt like in the middle of the night you were sleeping and you heard a tapping at your window <laughs> and you went to check what it was and you just saw a guy with holding a paper that said peekaboo and he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> he just dis- evaporated into thin air. He was he had no legs. He was just like smoke like the genie in Aladdin. Uh, you saw the paper, he disappeared. You're like, what the fuck? And as you're like looking for him around, you just hear someone whisper in your ear, peekaboo. <laughs> it fades to black, the movie ends. Hey guys, Thomas got murder. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. How do we just start playing the dramatic piano? Welcome. <laughs> to this is a podcast mysteries <laughs> where we discuss the cold cases and odd disappearances we talk about the mysterious case of peekaboo and thomas he done disappeared y'all this has been a presentation by the dulce management company <laughs> D-D-D, that was a podcast <laughs> please hire us for all your management <laughs> needs <laughs> No, so I, I had worked. In, so again, you you work at a, a company like this, you get robbed a lot. Yeah, it, it's built in. The company has insurance. Like the agreement is, you don't stop thieves because the company is not responsible if you get injured. Yeah, the company is responsible if you get injured. So they don't want you trying to stop thieves. So one time, it happened once about a week prior to the actual incident. Guy came into the store, picked up a basket. We didn't realize until it was too late. Walked over to the snack section, piled it with Red Bull, like cases of Red Bull, because those are expensive. It's like $8 for a four-pack or some shit. He got the big 12-packs, put him into this hand this hand truck, this hand cart, and just bolted, went into aisle one and bolted straight out the door. Jeez. And like we we you know got the camera footage. We sent it to the other stores. We do what you do. And 
a week later, I'm standing at the register on a Saturday afternoon talking to my manager, whose name was also Thomas. And he's like, so what happened? I'm like, the guy comes in. He's got this long, like greasy, matty hair. He's short, you know, dark skin, not dark skin, dude, like Hispanic dude, goatee. And he comes in and he just goes to the Red Bull section. And, and I'm looking at Thomas, who's standing to my right where there's the big window at the front door where you can see people walk in so you can greet them. Yeah. And the dude walks into the store <laughs> mid me telling the story. And he goes up aisle one. And I'm like, yo, Thomas, yo, Thomas, yo, Thomas. He's like, what? I'm like, the guy just walked in. He goes, he did. He goes, yeah, the guy just walked in. He goes, yo, do me a favor. He goes, get off the register, go post up in front of the door. So I'm like, Ooh, I get to be like, you know, bouncer man. Yeah. So I go to the front door. I cross my arms and I just stand there and I watch him circle back back around the end of the store to the back of aisle one with a big thing full of Red Bull in his hands again. And he looks and he sees me standing there. So he like ducks behind like one of the pillars that we had in aisle one. Mm-hmm. So my manager comes over. He's like, what happened? I'm like, he's in aisle one. He's just there. He's like, what's he doing? I'm like, I don't know. I think he sees me and he's just like trying to figure out his way out. So my manager turned off the automatic doors. So if you tried to walk to them, they'd stay shut. Yeah. And we stood there and we're just sitting there having a conversation. And I take a step away and when I take the step away, the guy runs, like bum rushes past my manager, smacks into the door so hard it opens. Like the automatic Jesus doors, are on, they're on a track. So he hits it so hard it opens. And I, I step outside and I grab the fucking, the basket he's holding. Yeah. And like he, he tripped over some like rich fucking Valley Girls, like dog leash. Uh-huh. But he held onto it and I was holding it and he was like, waving his his hand was bloody so like i assumed he like fell and hurt himself but he's like waving he's like waving his hands like get off of it get off of it so i tug on it he stumbles backwards and runs and then this fucking rich white woman with her chihuahua is just like oh my god all of that over some fucking red bull are you fucking kidding me and i'm just like yo go fuck yourself like get the fuck out of my face and leave me alone and i went into the store in aisle one there was a puddle of blood what the fuck so and there's a woman in the store. Oh, bro. Who is covered like 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 if he like went like this down her front dress. So the cops end up coming, like we're just like there's blood, like we have to like not, you know, touch things. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Hey, um if, you know, if there's something, you know, what happened? What's going on? Like what's like can you tell us?" And she's just like, "He was in the aisle." And he was standing next to me being weird while I was looking at greeting cards. And he had a box cutter on him. And he cut his own leg. And like put his hands in the blood. And then ran out of the aisle. And when he did, he knocked into me. And that's how I got the blood all over me. And that's when he bum rushed through the door and tried to get past us. Mm -hmm. And we're just sitting there just like, again, there's not like drips and drabs of blood. There is a pool, a small pool of blood in the aisle. And everywhere he walked, there's drips that followed him. We're just like, we have to assume, one, he's stupid. Because if you had had a box cutter and you were like, I'm leaving with this Red Bull, I'd be like, yes, sir, you absolutely are leaving with this Red Bull. You have a nice day. Do you need a receipt? Yeah. But we assume he had like a bloodborne illness. Like we assume he has like HIV Uh or some kind of a blood disease. And that his logic was, I will cut my leg open. And they'll be scared of blood because they don't know what's in my blood. And they'll let me get out. And then he was caught two days later trying to do trying to steal the same shit a couple stores up. With the blood? Not with the blood. He didn't oh. he he they had we had gotten Im- more images out to them now because of all the extra like time he spent in the store. 
So like he wasn't just in and out and like the cameras barely caught him. He was in aisle one for 20 minutes trying to fucking cut his leg open. He, so they he, had images of him. Here's what I'm hearing, right? Dwayne Reed needs to do one of two things. One, start advertising that, hey, you might see a pool of blood here. Big, pe- <laughs> big people want to go. Welcome to Dwayne Reed, where you can get your pharmaceuticals and go swimming in a pool of blood. Or two, Dwayne Reed, start hiring some vampires. Get the cast of what we do in the shadows there. Bro, it's weird. Like, people will do fuck shit for to steal, like, Red Bull. Yeah. Like, again, I, I maybe it's a, hey, I have no money and this is how I'm going to make my money thing. Because, again, if you go into enough neighborhoods in Manhattan and go to enough privately owned delis, you will find shit that has stickers that say, if you see this at a local store other than Dwayne Reed, please call this number. Yep. Because Dwayne Reed will cover, and like CVS, Walgreens, all these companies will cover these stickers. So if people steal them and they end up somewhere they're not supposed to be, you know that this was stolen. But I don't know. I don't get that logic. Like, I'm according to this lady on OnlyFans, maybe I stole her subscription because there's no content on here. And you know what, Thomas? You also stole my heart. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, Jonathan. Would you get me any chocolate? Call out another cue card, you bitch. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> I like how aggressive you get with your segment. Listen, it's all I got going for me in life right now. <laughs> Thomas, you ramble for an hour. I get to talk for 30 seconds at a clip. In colonial time, apples were called winter banana or melt in the mouth. Funny enough, in high school, my nickname was winter banana. <laughs> Mine was melting your mouth, ironically enough. <laughs> no, that was a 50 Cent song called Candy Shop. <laughs> That's where I got it from. They were just like, yo, Thomas comes so quick from blowjobs. He melts right in your mouth. If you ever want him to just like, if you ever have sex with him and it's just going too long and you're bored, put his dick in your mouth. He'll just nut. You know, when I heard that song, he's like, I'll melt in your mouth, girl, not in your hand. I'm like, 50 Cent, not into hand jobs? Don't believe it. I don't buy no, it. No one should be. Hand jobs are not good. I mean, I, I'm going to go on the record and say no one, no woman. I'll, I'll amend this statement. Yeah. No, per, no persons born without a penis <laughs> knows, knows, how to. knows how to give a quality hand job. And I've had girls be like, oh, you don't know. I give the best hand jobs. I'm like, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. And even if you do, you're the fucking skinniest kid at fat camp. All right. Yeah. You might give you give the best bad hand jobs. That's not an accomplishment. Just feels like you're pulling a slinky. Please stop. That's the thing. Like the they they use, and like I'm sure there are women who know how to do these things. And it's not a knock against most of them. This is just my experience. Yeah, women use a dick like it's a control stick on an arcade machine. <laughs> like they're fucking like they're playing Pac Man. You've been with and, some very angry women. <laughs> yes, they they're playing Pac Man and they need to get away from the ghosts and they don't have any more super fucking dots left to eat yeah, them. You know what it is? Is it's like you're you're into these like emo rock chicks, man. You gotta you gotta start being with girls who listen to bad music, like Lover and Friends. <laughs> this is a classical film. Yeah. Classical music, so, so when she's jerking, it's to the tune yeah. of fucking Flight of the Valkyries. Some hand job in Beethoven, bro. That's a quality <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Even that sounds like it's it's all about pacing with a hand yeah. job, right? First of all, you don't want to there's no in my for me, the only wrist movement for a hand job is up and down. If you're not a wrist person, you can move the entire arm up and down. I'm an arm guy when I give myself a hand job. I don't go like I'm fucking rolling the dice. I go like I'm hammering a nail. You know what I mean? Just my whole arm is in motion. I but go I've, like I'm rolling some dice. 
<laughs> yeah, you go like this. You're all about the wrist. I'm all about the arm. It's because my penis is so large. Yeah, mine. And- mine requires <laughs> tweezers sometimes. You're, you just need the two, the thumb and the index yeah. finger. Like this. I just use my pinky nail. <laughs> your coke nail <laughs> and, and and like i've had girls who just like they don't do the the wrist up and down they do the wrist back in front yeah. and i think it's mostly about angles like if a girl's next to you at a movie theater giving you a hand job and like like first of all her arm is contorted in an uncomfortable way like you don't want your arm twisting like if they're to the right of me like putting their arm to the right and then having to find the maneuverability and like if a girl's in front of you giving a hand job, which rarely happens unless the only the only hand jobs that are decent are like girls who suck dick with hands. Yeah. In, in my experience. Because they're at an angle and in a in a in a way where it's like it could be their own penis. And thusly the angles are more Is correct. that the appeal? Or just like, oh man, like I want them to suck yeah. their own dicks and jerk themselves <laughs> off in front of me. Yes. I, I, I While think, I feel everything they feel. I, I think you might be bi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but okay. But there's never, I've never had a good hand. And like, I've been, I, I know a lot, most of my friends are women. Yeah. And when I say these things to women, they're just like, oh, you're just not getting them from the same thing with blowjobs. Oh, you're just not getting them from the right people. I had one girl one time come down to my apartment and blow me for a half an hour. And I didn't finish. And like, now I warned women where I'm just like, if you go into giving me head with like, ooh, I'm going to suck him off. He's going to fucking come. And I'm going to, ooh, I'm just like, don't go in with that mentality. If you go in with that mentality, when it doesn't happen, you're going to really question yourself. Yep. And I've seen it happen. And this is not me being like, oh, I'm so good. It's not that. It's I've seen women give me head, think they're really good at it. And then when they don't make me finish, they feel bad about themselves. They just get up like, is my mouth even a mouth anymore? <laughs> Do I have that wet ass esophagus? Well, you, you know, like uh, if they if they take my uh, my workouts for my rectum area and apply it to their mouth maybe they would have more success in this area your lips be as tight as jonathan's sphincter May- call 1-800 call, call the dulce management company we're also <laughs> a workout we'll get your holes smaller <laughs> dmcw dulce management company workouts <laughs> I and need that's, to- not to say, that's not to say too like all men are good at like giving head i know i'm good at giving head strictly because i'm fat and yeah. like for me as a youngster it was if you're not good at giving head then they don't come back like the first time it's pity sex. The second time it's you're good at it. You know what I mean? When a girl asks me for something, I take a knife and start cutting at my neck and they're just like, what you doing? I'm like, giving you head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can only give one girl in your lifetime head then that way, Jonathan. Well, you know, call me DJ Khaled because ain't no girl getting this head. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> number four, number five. What did I five. pick already? You, you already called four. We'll do five. <clears throat> A 23-year-old woman was arrested in Gainesville, Georgia, after cops found a spoon with a mysterious substance they believed to be methamphetamine. She remained in jail for a month and a half until cops realized that the substance was none other than SpaghettiOs, prompting the slogan, "Uh Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. (laughs) Wait, is, is the first half of that story true? Yes. How? Okay. You have the information on this story? Uh, I looked it up. Okay, so the girl was pulled over, right? They looked through her gym bag, and they found a spoon with a weird substance on it. And so, like, they... tried a pasta sauce, apparently. Yeah, they they thought it was drugs, so they arrested her for two weeks as they were, like, running tests on this... It's fucking wild. As they were running tests on this spoon, right? And then, like, she got released and everything. And then uh, 
um, like a few weeks later, they arrested her for a month and a half, believing this was methamphetamine until they finally got clear lab results that said it was SpaghettiOs. So you're telling me a cop can stop me? Yeah. I could have a spoon with fucking dry yogurt on it. Yeah. And they could be like, that's drugs. And I'm like, nah, it's yogurt. They're like, nah, it's drugs. And then they arrest me. And no court in the land is like, you can't arrest someone because they have a dry thing on a spoon. Like, you don't know what that is. Test it. Yeah. And if like, you can confiscate it and test it and you have their information and thusly, if it comes back as drugs, we'll find and arrest them. They're just like, nah, bro, we don't believe in innocent until proven guilty. You are guilty until we can prove you innocent. Like, imagine that, like, fucking being a movie and at the end. Like they just every all the actors stop moving and a spokesperson comes up holding a can of spaghettios. Uh oh, spaghettios! It's just Jeff Boyardee. He walks in the frame with a little animated spaghettio from the '90s commercial, and he looks at each other and they just shrug. Uh oh, spaghettios! And just roll credits. Bro, if I watched a 95 minute drama movie and that was the ending, fucking tears of joy. How is this? How is this country like this? I don't know. Like, again, I am I, a firm, like, I want to be a firm believer in the justice system, but it's obviously flawed, right? Yeah. But also, like, the, the idea of innocent until proven guilty, when you really break it down, right? Like, the like the show Law and Order is all about, like, it's law, the cops, and then order the fucking courtroom. But the fact that you are arrested for a thing, mm-hmm. right, and then tried for it, it is not innocent until proven guilty, because you have arrested me under the guise of believing I performed this act. Yeah. Thus, you already believe I am guilty. The the court process, I am a defendant. I am defending myself against accusations. I am attempting to prove myself innocent. That is my task and my responsibility. Their responsibility is to prove my guilt. But from a perspective of a person being arrested, it is not innocent until proven guilty. From the perspective of the law, it is. Because the law has to prove your guilt in front of a judge or in front of a jury. But as a person, it is guilty until proved innocent. My responsibility and the responsibility of my team is to say, no, this person didn't do this and this is why they're innocent. And it's flawed from the onset because we look at things like, like in, 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 not that it happens often, but it happens enough where you have like guys who are arrested for rape, who didn't perform, who didn't commit these acts or, you know, people who are in the middle of custody arrangements and want to defame their partners. So they'll say that they're, you know, they'll lobby child molestation accusations against them. And these things can be proven fundamentally inaccurate. This is true. It just ends up being one of those things where the court of public opinion has the final ruling over whatever the, the justice system might think. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all flawed. It's all flawed. And I don't, I don't have a better way. I'm not sitting here being like, I know what we can do. We'll, we'll, we'll punish everyone but throwing them in the ball pit. Like, I don't know. He, like, you know, the the line is so, like, gray, right? Like, I can go outside. We're in a gray area, and I'd like to get out. Bops. Uh, I, I mean, can... that's also lost to the ether on the lost yeah. episode. All the gray areas I put us in. Yep. We were, we were, I did a sing along. You know what? Let's fu- fuck it. Let's do it. Sing along, everybody. If you're at home and you know the words, <laughs> get ready because here's your big moment to shine. Thomas, wait, you got to say something wild. It's not. Um, Hitler was really good at art. That's not, I don't feel like that's controversial. He kind of was good at art. He was a terrible human being. Hitler was good at art and that makes up for everything he did. 
<laughs> if you're at home, get ready. Because here's your time to shine. One, two, three. We're in a great area. And I'd like to get out. So what I was saying is like it, the line is so great, right? Like I could go outside with a can of SpaghettiOs and get arrested, but not ravioli. SpaghettiOs is better than ravioli. Where's the no. line? No, 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 no. We're not playing that game. Ravioli's, oh, it is. No, it's not. SpaghettiOs is hot garbage. SpaghettiOs is ravioli is hot garbage. A ravioli has a better sauce. SpaghettiOs has this liquidy, disgusting, like sweet. Ravioli tastes like someone took a shit. And ravioli is a classic Italian dish. I've never no, no, been no. able to go to an Italian restaurant and say, hey, let me no, get no, some no, SpaghettiOs. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fucking put the pepe. Let me get you some fucking SpaghettiOs. Eh? First of all, <laughs> I want to be there for that. Bippity boppity. Ah, you want some SpaghettiOs? The whole kitchen is in a frenzy. <laughs> oh, we finally got to the guy who wants the SpaghettiOs. Oh, we got to get, we got to make the pasta into circles. There is no circle pops pasta. Out. <laughs> There is no circle pasta that doesn't exist. But what I'm saying is Chef Bar. I'm limiting to just Chef Bar D, right? Like fucking obviously Italian made like fucking ravioli slaps. But it's Chef Bar D ravioli is hot garbage. It's you're not eating it right. I one time like you know how they make those giant Chef Bar D cans? Yeah. Like I one time bought two of those and put them into a giant oversized Tupperware. But of ravioli? Of ravioli. Bro, spaghetti and meatballs is is the best. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It really isn't. It's bottom of the... Like in order of the best things Chef Boyardee makes, it goes the raviolis and the, the mini raviolis are better than the bigger ones. The mini raviolis, the regular raviolis, the jumbo raviolis. Then it's beefaroni. I didn't think that on a day like today. And then, like, bottom of the barrel is the fact that they make canned macaroni and cheese. I didn't think that on a day like today we would find ourselves in such opposing ends of this conversation. I I was going to make you a Valentine's Day dinner consisting nothing of Chef Bardi raviolis and shapes of hearts. I was going to let you hit it twice, but now three times. (laughs) Ooh, Tom, you've got me so hot and bothered with this argument. I've never been more aroused in my life. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Number two. I am getting so hot. Number two. Right. I've said too many things on this podcast at this point. In the last four minutes, I've said some. I, I said some fuck shit. You said some fuck shit. Uh, well, you asked. Well, the first. I don't. First of all, I don't believe in that. You know, Hitler's art was so good he should be forgiven. I don't believe that. Sure, I, you know. I, I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jonathan is just like sending this to the FBI agent assigned to his case. And in all fairness, I did ask you to say a gray area worthy thing. I didn't also, think you jump the, off the deep end, but <laughs> well, I, that's why I went light. I was like, Hitler's an artist, and you're just like, no, no, no something worse. And I'm like, all right, well, we're on the topic of Hitler. Uh, yeah, Hitler. Yeah, Hitler learned something new every week, Jonathan. Number two, the stage before Frostbite is called Frost Nip, which is also seen in every episode of Friends if you look at Rachel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're in a gray area. <laughs> How is that a gray area? Because women aren't there to be ogled, Jonathan. She wasn't, but like someone didn't put the heat on. I felt bad for her, you know? She was always so cold. <laughs> <laughs> the studio is always so chilly. I don't. I don't know why they've just not, they didn't want to help her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give me whatever's left at this point, please. All right, number three. Scientists have discovered that mosquitoes urinate on us as they feed on our blood. This has been dubbed the remix to ignition. <laughs> <laughs> 
gonna go, oh, mosquitoes have a piss kink. You went R. Kelly peeing on 16-year-olds. <laughs> Everybody at home, we're in, in a, gray a gray area, area and I'd and like I to get, get out. out. Do that was a podcast. <laughs> what you guys have just heard was a bunch of spoken word on a podcast that's finishing right now. Even though it's ending, we still thank you all for spending some time with this podcast. Goodbye, so long and ciao. That was a podcast, and this is the end theme to the podcast that's currently ending. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. This is a podcast.